We're Kenyon and Takara Martin, faith-based marriage coaches, champions for healthy love, and lovers of pizza. And this is the Ask the Martins podcast, where we answer your single, married, or dating relationship questions with practical advice and research-based techniques. Have a relationship question you want answered? Well, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Takara Martin here from the Ask the Martins podcast. Welcome to a special edition where we are going to be bringing you our most popular episodes in the last week of 2020. So all of our episodes that we've accumulated over the past four years that we've been doing our podcast. Um, some of these that you're going to be hearing this week are the ones that were either the most helpful that we received the most feedback on or the most listened to. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode where we're rewinding to a letter from a young man who needed help healing after brokenness. Simple question was, how do I heal as a broken man? This podcast episode received over uh, 10,000 downloads in the first week. So we knew it was something that we wanted to rewind and bring back to you this week. Again, it's the last week of 2020. Let's reminisce. Let's help some people. And don't forget to share. We've got a letter for you this evening, this evening um, from one of the gentlemen. Yeah, I think I enjoy this. Um, last year we made a, or not last year, last week we made a, we, we kind of laid it out how we deal with things and we how we get our questions. And it's, it, it, it kind of gives me joy that a guy said, hey, use me and I'm going to lay you, I'm going to give you what I got and maybe you know, you can answer yes. that question maybe help so many other people. Right. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go ahead and do that. So let's go ahead and start i'm going to go ahead and read the question then i give you the room rules and then we'll go into answering the question okay okay in the meantime ask in <laughs> ask your questions or um at least uh takara will try to pin them uh try to hang on with us and we'll get to your questions as well you ready absolutely yes okay ken and takara enjoying what i'm hearing i have a question and as a man i'm willing to put myself out there I need, or maybe we all need to know, how do I trust women again? Ooh. I'm not talking about a trust that comes from being lied to, although that's a problem too. But how can you trust a woman who don't know what she wants? Brothers, it's a lot of brothers in, in here. Yeah. <laughs> you like showed up. Filled up. Like, hey. <laughs> raise your hand if this stuff gets, if this stuff is you. Just raise your hand. Just put your hand up. All right. I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, how, but how can you trust a woman who don't know what she wants? Like, I've tried to be the nice guy, the friend, sensitive, attentive, what you need, I'll get it. But that got me friend zoned. So I'm like, okay, I get to be a little hood. And for me, that didn't mean disrespect, but I damn sure, partner language, I damn sure wasn't breaking my neck to prove myself. To be honest, I got selfish. Here's what's crazy. No more friend zone. And the more selfish I got, the more I was wanted. Mm. But they don't want that. I'm confused. Then my other question, this brother got questions. Okay. Right. Then my, my other question is, how do I heal from hurt? When I did give myself, I was all in, not trying to be a nice guy, but genuinely there. It was simple. All you, all, um, all you needed to do is, um, or all she needed to do was be straight with me, and I'm going to be straight with her, and I got you. So what happened? We were together. I took care of her. I did my part. About a year goes by, and I'm starting to feel distance. Not like she was breaking up with me or anything, but 
something was wrong. I'd ask what was what's going on. She says nothing, but there's something there I couldn't put my finger on. So every now and then I press the issue. And finally, she's like, she doesn't want to be with me. Mm. Now, mind you, I'm still keeping my end of the bargain. I got her financially. We're still getting it in as far as intimacy. You guys know what that means. Uh-huh. They was doing it. <laughs> We're still going out with friends and, and things. Uh, and things haven't changed outside of her attitude. And then her finally saying this. Long story short, it's another guy. While she was with me, she was building this other relationship. It's been a few months now. I don't even know if they're still together. So now, how do I deal with that? Because as a man, I'm hurt and I feel disrespected. No, I'm not going no, I'm not going to trust. The nice thing got me rejected. When I finally gave my heart, I got dumped on. Mm-hmm. So how do I move forward? How can I deal with that kind of hurt? Brothers, are you out there? Yes. Are any of you guys connecting with this? Have it, have this happened to any of you fellas? I can tell Hey, listen. Listen. I can tell you this, uh, some of this has happened to me. Not all of it, but some of some of this have yeah. happened to me. Uh, okay, if, and if you men are out there, if you're willing, here's what I know. Uh, I know men keep their hurt close. They play their cards close to their chest because vulnerability means weakness to us. And we're going to go through a little bit of that. Um, but uh, if you're willing to raise your hand, go ahead and raise your hand. Now, before we get started, room rules. The first room rule is this must be a safe place. Listen. Um, people come to us with their information. They come to us with their vulnerability because we provide them a place where they can be heard. That's a safe place where they won't be ridiculed or made fun of. We can only do that with you. So thank you so much for making it safe. Number two is if you have something to say or want to say something, please say it with compassion. Please, Please say it with empathy. It doesn't matter how right you are if you can't say it correctly, if right. that makes sense. And yes. finally, if it's the person who's actually writing in or people who's like that, please um, take our correction. Please receive it if there is correction in what we say. And we don't mean to be um, we don't mean to be hostile or we don't mean to um, chafe you in any kind of way. We don't mean to be uh, to rub you the wrong way. Right. Um, charge it to our head and not our heart. But we want to actually tell you the truth. OK, so please be open to receiving that. OK. With that being said, okay, we got we got one man like yes, yes, right. Man. Well, one woman, it's man. funny. One woman was like, "Wow, men feel it too." Oh yeah, men feel it. Let me tell you something before we get started. Men have all the men have all the same emotions that women have. Thank you. Men have just been socialized not to show them or at least to suppress them where there's a better way to express them, if that makes sense. Perfect but we sense. have we have all the same feelings that women have. OK, yes, ma'am. Just really quickly analogy. Um, for those of you who follow us on, on Instagram, y'all have seen um, pictures of our baby Apollo. OK, Apollo is a pit bull. And um, obviously our biggest concern with getting a pit bull was what? society has told us that he's supposed to be right he's aggressive um he don't like people uh we got to be careful they eat kids like we've heard all these crazy things about him and of course we get him and he's the most loving thing and you said something it's because men sorry people socialize pit bulls or they have in the past to be a certain type of aggression absolutely a certain level of aggression Mm -hmm. to where a lot of times it carries on in that breed and that's all they know right absolutely when we when i thought about what you just said is that we have a poor misconception of who men are yeah 
um, and how they feel and how they react and how they respond to certain things because of how that image has been portrayed in the media and in society. That's good. So much so that it carries into even how men present themselves. Yeah. Even if they want you to see something different, it's how they, they, they even learn to present themselves. And so when they do feel like this, they're not going to write into a show that's publicized about it because nah. they haven't been taught that it's okay to even feel that way. So thank you to those who have been inboxing us and saying, what do you have for men? Because you're right. helping us further break the stigma of what people believe, what women believe you should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get started answering these questions. And in these questions, we're hoping that we can give enlightened women. But we this this day is for my brothers out there. So let's go ahead yes. and get started. So in here, what I found as I was going through this letter, there were three real, there are actually three questions yep. that he was going through. The first one was, how do I trust what women want? The second one was, how do I trust specifically after being hurt? Yeah. And the third one is, how do I heal from hurt as a man? So let's start with the first one. How do, you, how do I trust what women want? Well, now, this is a very unique question because it's uniquely masculine in the sense not um, in, in, in the context of pursuit. Mm. What he's asking is, I'm pursuing a woman. How do I trust that I am what she wants? How can I portray what she wants? How do I pursue and attract a woman if socially I'm asked to be a certain type of guy, but she's more apt to choose the guy that she says she doesn't want? Mm. That's confusing, okay? So I can answer this question directly, but I really want to unpack it because there's some things here. There's some things we have, we as men have to understand about women and why, you know, they tend to choose the opposite of what they want. Yeah. But the very first thing I want to, I want to say here, let, let's put a pin in this here. It's not all women. Right. Um, just like women kind of generalize that there are no good men be based upon their um, experience. Right. Their experience caused them to generalize. Uh, and, and that's their entire reality. So they say that there is no good men. Well, all women are not confused. As a matter of fact, most women know exactly what they want. A, 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 a good amount of women yes. know exactly what they want. So that's one thing you want to know. Um, you got to understand that the good guy trick doesn't work. Um, mm. the 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 good guy the good guy persona is this: if you're going to a woman and you're and you're giving her all the the, the whole entire good guy treatment, nine times out of ten, she's asking, okay, what's the catch? Okay, <laughs> because she's been there and it's been too good to be true. Yes, she's dealt with that kind of mentality, and this is a man who she perceives as trying to get get what he's trying to get out of her in a very nice and sly way. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that she can't predict. It's something that she can't lean on. And that's one thing that women always are looking for. They're looking for something that's going to be predictable, consistent, and straightforward. Right. Uh, even if it's bad. And that's typically why a woman really kind of goes for that, that, that person that you say she doesn't want to. Because here's the thing. Um, she'll look at that person and she'll say, okay, this is a project. Now we're not saying that's right, but she'll look at that guy as a project. And she said, okay, this is something I could work with because I'm used to this. I'm familiar with this. Go ahead. Yes. Because of just what you just said, we look for something that's predictable and consistent. And guess what? If we keep saying we don't want a bad guy, if we keep saying we don't want somebody to lead us on, 
yet we still keep attracting that it's because that is what is has been consistent to us yeah that is also then what's something that is consistent within us and so we don't mean to necessarily go for the bad guys right but that consistency and and the thing is even if he's bad at least i know what he's gonna do at least i can see what's coming and he's not going to be able to fool me. And I think that's the thing that trips us up and then also steers us or has steered us away from the good guys. Because if, even if he's bad, at least I know what he's going to hit me with because it ain't nothing I ain't dealt with before. Absolutely. Known hells are better than unknown heavens. Um, and, and that kind of mentality. We'd rather deal with what we've dealt with before because at least we know how to deal with it. Yes. Um, from, a, from a woman's point of view. And so what you're looking at is you're looking at three things that women need. Number one is security, two is dependability, and three is consistency. She can count on those. And I'll give you an example. In your letter, um, sorry about that, in your letter, when you said, okay, I'm not going to do the good guy thing anymore, Yeah, that showed inconsistency. That showed that you were trying to use her or use what you thought she wanted. That showed that just because the circumstance changed, you change. That's inconsistent. Women don't like that. Right. Also, women don't like, you know, we, we, we misrepresent the good guy persona and we end up doing the whole uh, male version of whatever you like. Remember? Uh, <laughs> whatever you like. Right, right, right. From coming to America. We do the male version of that. And that's absolutely, totally not attractive to a woman. No, unfortunately, no matter what Babyface said, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, that, is attractive, but it's attractive in its proper context. It's attractive in the proper, it, right, right, right. It's attractive in the proper context. It's good to know that I'm going to get what I want from somebody that I know. Yes, exactly. That's what she's looking for. So that, to answer your question, and that's just to kind of give you an idea of, of what women are looking for. They're looking for stability, security, and dependability. All right. Um, to answer your question, you have to stop trying to be what you think they want. Right. When you're too busy trying to dress up as what you think a woman might want or what you think a woman might find attractive, that's called clickbait. That's called game. And that's what women are trying to avoid. They've been, they've been doing this for a long time, and, and they've been hit on by so many people. They're trying to avoid the game. And so what you need to do is you need to have, uh, you need to get consistent. You need to have the strength of character. See, there's nothing, we have to rewrite the whole thing about the nice guy. There's nothing wrong with the nice guy. You just got to have teeth. You got to be able to stand in your own ground. Very you got to be able to say, you got to be able to make decisions. You got to be able to be strong in character. You got to be able to be something that's dependable that she can depend on. Okay. I'm not saying be bad. I'm not saying be anything else. The reason why it worked for when you were selfish, because that was genuinely you and you was consistent in it. <laughs> so that kind of, um, that's kind of a self check, but, and we'll talk about growing from that in a minute, but that's what you gotta be. You gotta be consistent in character. You gotta be honest and straightforward. Listen, you will get more from, and what, ladies, help me out. You will get more from a woman by being honest and straightforward than anything else. Even if it's honest and saying you a jerk. <laughs> you will get more. <laughs> Tell them why you're laughing, babe. <laughs> Tell them why you're laughing. Because when Kenya first met me, that was one of the things that he told me about himself too. 
Right. Is that where you knew, thought I was going Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew. Can you, I mean, he was playing up saying, like, listen, this is who I am. I'm this, I'm this, and this, and A. Sometimes I can be an A-hole. Like, and he was, like, straight up with it. And I was like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and I was like, challenge. Like, all right, let's go. Let's see. But it was the fact that he was very open about that. He was open about those things. Not before we got through our dating process. But when he began to reveal himself with me, part of the things that he revealed was that. And because he was open and honest with it, I was like, cool, I knew what to expect. He didn't say I'm an a-hole and I'm going to be out here screwing other women and doing all this other stuff like that. No, he was just like, this is my personality. This is how I am. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, some things we got to deal with. So and that was that. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it uh, acceptable. And there are ways in which we had to, in which through our conversation, we learned to respect each other and all that. It, I wasn't disrespectful. It was just that I I'm, I, I can be really uh, tenacious with my point of view. We'll say it like that. So look at Renika said, honesty is sexy, good or bad. Amen. Absolutely. 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 So that's what, that's what she's wanting. So you don't have to put on a, a, um, a suit to fit what you think she is. You be who you are, but be consistent in who you are and continue to grow up from that. There's another point I want to make here too at, at this. And this is a point that we usually make for women and that we never get a chance to make for men, but I'm going to make this point Ooh, right now. I want to see if you go on where my head just went. <laughs> go. Let me see. Don't, you said you had her in all her needs. Yes. Don't use your husbandry as game. Don't use being a husband. Don't audition your husbandry to show her what she can get by being with you. Thank you. Yes. Here's the reason why that is. For women, it connects them because they're they're doing everything physical, mental, emotional, all that kind of stuff. For men, it does a little bit something different for us. It Because of how we're built, we're built to... Uh, obtain we're built to get Conquer. we're built to we're built to have yes. right yes the moment you show that husbandry aptitude that covering aptitude your expectations change for her and when your expe ex expectations change for her you automatically assume that she agrees with your expectations and you automatically assume that she's obligated to you and while you're dating, you're both still single people and she's not obligated to you. And that's how we get hurt. Go ahead. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, uh, I, I can just say that you there's a difference between portraying the character of you being a good man and you pouring everything out as if you were a husband already. Um, and it's, you know, for men, it looks different, you know, for women, you know, we cooking you dinners, we having you over, we're doing all this stuff to pour on and, and show how good of a wife we could be for men. They're buying you things. They're taking care of you. They're taking pretty much responsibility of you and all of that. And so um, as a man, I think, um, instead of auditioning your husbandry mm -hmm. um, to her by giving her all of that and pouring all of that on her up front, I think there's still a way to showcase that you are a good man to me um, before you do all that. The old school things still work. Taking us out on nice dates, being chivalrous, being consistent and following up after that date and telling us you had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, discussing your hopes and your dreams. And it's okay to pay for that too. And it's okay to pay for that. We're talking about, you know, this dude had this chick move in. Right. They were living rent. together. He was paying all the bills. He was, yeah. you know, telling her to put on her red dress and her high heels. <laughs> like you were doing all of that. 
And you did not gauge to see if she was worthy of your commitment to her in that either. Absolutely. Let me put it this way, because here, here's one thing that a lot of people don't know. We always talk about the man as the covering. We always uh, talk about the man as the protective layer, the one who hovers, the one who covers. Yes. Um, what we don't ever get to is the part where the woman is the covering. And yes, the woman has to be a covering. She's a covering in a different way. It's like a puzzle piece. One puzzle piece is fit is built one way, but the other one is fit the opposite way in order for them to fit together. Yes. So a woman is a very intimate covering. There's a verse uh, in the Bible when it's uh, in Malachi when it I um identifies or it used the metaphor as a garment so the husband is supposed to supposed to take care care of his wife and she is his garment what does that mean it means the same thing as we see in genesis in the sense that she is the closest to his skin mm. when we look at eve we look at the word rib and in hebrew it's, it actually means side. She is the closest to his heart. She is the closest to his lungs. She is the closest to the most sensitive parts of his body. And so she has that, that so we expect that particular uh, covering because this is the only person that uh, we could be vulnerable with. When it comes to Takara, she's, it, she is where I can be totally me with. I can be open. I can be uh super honest i can be absolutely vulnerable yeah and i expect her to not just receive that vulnerability but to protect that vulnerability if you go out leading with your husbandry if you go out leaving leading with covering you're going to offer yourself to someone who you have no idea whether they're able capable or willing of covering you and that's what you want to be careful of okay and, so, and that kind of leads us to the next place but i just want to make sure we understand that because men we deal with that too yeah. and we don't know we deal with that no one has taught us to deal with that no one has taught us to um we have this we have this intuitive place of where we want women to be and our only word for it is submissive mm. our only word for it is respect but really what we want is we want that protective covering over our hearts so that when we come home and we take off all the armor of the day, when we stop dealing with all the things that we've dealt with, we need someone who I, who we can fully undress and lay, lay on. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Somebody who we can fully just take off all the weapons, all the armor, and and nothing nothing sharp on us, nothing, nothing to protect us. We don't need protect. We should not need protection around her. Does that make sense? Because what happens is, hey, something just hit me. What happens is when you come home and you bring that armor with you and you do not have a safe place to take it off and you do not have the right person there that is supposed to protect you as well. When you're not safe there, your weapons then you use your weapons as a protective guard even against her. Right. You use that those 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 swords and all those things to fight against her because you're not only trying to protect yourself from the outside world, you then find yourself trying to protect yourself from her. Right. As well. And so that's why it's so important to we're not going to go as far as to say find the God ordained match. We will say it is important to find someone and make sure that you both are in a safe place to be vulnerable with each other. Absolutely. Allison, that um, that scripture is Malachi 2.16. And what it's talking about is talking about divorce. And there's a whole context that goes with that. If you want to meet us on a, uh, outside of that so that we don't get off too off subject, you can get you can definitely connect with us on that. But that's that's the that's the part that um, we're looking at him who covers his garment with wrong, mm. meaning that he, if he does not take care of his garment 
and divorce is one of the one of the ways. Well, the way they were doing it, the, and you got to understand that there's a whole crazy context of how um, the Hebrew people were doing it back in that day. But the uh, metaphor is she's a covering for him as he takes care of her. Okay? Yes. Yes. Sorry about that. I, I needed to. Uh, I was trying to look that up for Allison. Fantastic. Okay, so now the next question was, how do I trust after being hurt? And we kind of moved into that. The problem is, is that you have expectations. When you when you act as a husband, you have expectations of a wife. You want her to be monogamous. You want her to be faithful. You want her to be loyal. And I get that. When we're dating, when we're dating, um, we're expecting some sense of a mutual agreement to not hurt each other as yes, we pour into each other. Absolutely. The problem with dating is number one, everybody knows the rule. You are single until you are married. Dating is a dating is a limited time option. Either it ends in breakup or it ends in marriage. One of the two. Okay. So what, what we have and sometimes it's an emotional marriage. Now, here's, here's what happens is that when a lot of people go into dating they don't date to to figure out whether this is the person that fits me. They go off of the um, initial chemistry. And so after about a week or so, okay, I found somebody, I'm digging them, I'm liking them, you know, I'm mm-hmm. feeling them. Okay, I, we got chemistry, I like them. And, and women, women do this a lot. They already choose. They know exactly what they want. <laughs> so um, <laughs> to an extent. But you're choosing that person before they have proven they're worthy of the choice. Mm-hmm. And so we date like we're married until a breakup or an emotional divorce has to happen. And so what happens is, is that we spend all of our time investing into this relationship um, that, that we're, that we think that we could carry for the long haul that we're comfortable in. And we spend all of our time connecting with them, um, tying ourselves up and listen, listen, Man, check this out. We always talk about women being connected and, and all the soul ties that come from uh, her connection and all of the chemical mm-hmm. uh, things like oxytocin or whatever, but we got vasopressin. And what happens with men, um, when that vasopressin starts hitting, we start getting more and more minds. Minds. <laughs> this is minds. And we use the S too. We don't even say it properly. It's minds. minds. Kenya did that when he first <laughs> minds. Oh, yes, I did. Absolutely. I made sure that she understood that she was minds. Minds. You understand? But I knew I knew exactly what I wanted. I'll talk more about this. So how do you how do you ever trust after being hurt? Stop putting your trust into them up front. Start building the relationship. Go slow. I understand. Listen, men, we are aesthetically moved yes when we see her we wants her you understand what i'm saying <laughs> brother said i, I like you <laughs> and i want you <laughs> i'm sorry girl i can't you can't do that without me doing i'm sorry i'm done okay okay but but you understand what i'm saying it is okay and, and ladies and gentlemen are all of our christian brethren and sister and it's okay to be physically attracted that's part of the package amen okay because i want to make sure that when i get married i'm waking up next to something that i want amen you understand? but outside of that you understand what you want but if you jump into it too quickly in order to obtain that i know that the the lizard brain is going off your animal instinct is going crazy right you're, you're trying to hunt that down but if you try, if you, especially good men, if you let that drive you, 
it'll drive you crazy. You mm-hmm. got to discipline yourself and pull back because your heart matters too. There are women out here who will play you. There are women out here who will mess you up. And then, you, then you'll go out messed up, messing up other women. And the cycle continues to go. Yes, it does. You understand what I'm saying? So what you want to do is you want to step back, okay? Understand that you have a heart. Man, I don't care whether you want to admit it or not. I mean, I know there's some tough, rough, rugged and raw uh, brothers out there, but you have a heart. And that heart doesn't belong in anybody's hands. And you need to assess whether she's able, capable, or willing to hold your heart. How do you do that? By watching her hold all her other stuff. See, the thing is, is that your heart is valuable to you, right? So you watch how she deals with those things that's valuable in her life, her life, her mother, her parents, her mother and father, how she deals with that, her, um, her children, if she has children, how she deals with that, her, um, her own heart. Fellas, I won't lie. When I need help to figure something out in my personal life or relationship, I need help. But I'm not into being vulnerable or open to just anyone. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty laid back. It takes me a while to get comfortable with people, period. And full disclosure, that's why I studied counseling to begin with. For me. Yes, an actual course with classes and books. But sometimes, I do need to connect to someone. Now, I know men watch us respond to women's letters all the time, but we respond to men too. And the difference is, men are, well, they're like me. They're discreet, direct, and need to know that they can trust who they're talking to. But most important, men in need of help are personally challenged, not just because of the need, but because they couldn't fix it themselves. That hurts. I get it. Our response, fire chat. Fire chat is a live text coaching session where men can chat directly with me. Now I know it's not face to face, we're working on that, but it is a direct connection where you can dedicate up to one hour on a relationship issue that you'd like to get closer to resolving. Now, I'll tell you this, I hold men accountable to our character, but that accountability is in a judgment-free zone. We see you better than the circumstance you're dealing with. We see you greater than how you are being treated. We see you as more than any mistake you may have made. Every king in existence has been human. And every king in existence has needed counsel. You are the image of a king. I'm here for you. I'm a brother. And I'm counsel. Go to askthemartins.com to find out more about our fire chat. One of the biggest things that I had when when I was out there dating or dating, one of the biggest things I looked at is how she treated other people. Like when we like in restaurants and stuff like that, because I don't like I, that's just me. I don't like that rudeness and how you treat other people. It, it will eventually be how you treat me when you get comfortable with me. So I, I, I made sure that I was very clear on what I was looking for and the different things that I did not like. OK, when regarding that. But when you watch how she treats what's valuable to her. Right. Then you can assume how she will treat what's valuable to you. If she's going to wreck her car, she's going to wreck your car. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. If she's going to break this, she's going to break that. So you want to be very, very careful, man, because you do have a heart. So what do you do? You learn how to date. 
Okay. You learn how to date with the idea of assessing her to see if she's the one. Now, or not the one. I don't believe in the, the one, one for you. The one for you. Right. That you would like to marry. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's what the dating process is all about. It's all about just, uh, slow and small. It's like a, how do we put it? Like a, like a, I don't know nothing about stocks, so I won't say it like that. It, it's, it's like small investments to figure out whether this is worth the biggest investment, which is your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because men, we're being asked to put our life on the line in a certain way that only we understand. Okay. And you're being asked that and you feel that pressure intuitively, naturally you feel that pressure. All right. So <laughs> you have to, you have to date her in a way to figure out whether that's worthy of your life. Okay. Right. Now, in order to do that, you got to know a few things. Number one is what you want, not just the aesthetic, not just what you like, not, not just, you know, the, the, uh, the order, the KFC ordered legs, breasts or thighs. We, right. we is, is, it gets deeper than that. It's deeper than the meat. Okay. It's deeper than the biscuits. We got to get deeper. <laughs> we got to, you got to understand what kind of character do you want to hurt? When, when I met Takara, right, or when we when we began that process, right, mm-hmm. one thing I had Takara do was create a list because I already had my list. I had a list. How many people have been riding with us for a while now when we say Kenyon did not have a list, Kenyon had a dissertation? It was how many pages, 10 pages long? It was eight. Eight pages long was Kenyon's list. My list was one page. I felt so inadequate. <laughs> But it was thorough. One, like, for it instance, one, one of the things is, is that I study theology, and that's my thing. That's what makes me happy. I like to read. I like to get into that. I don't sing. I don't like singing, but I know that's a part of praise. One thing I really wanted was someone who could praise. Once somebody who was good. She's dope with it. And I did not know that. I found I had to find that out the hard way. And we're asked, but what if she cares about protecting her stuff, but not necessarily yours? That's the answer. Well, that's, yeah. That's the answer. If because you'll find out how she protects your stuff. I know what you're saying. You're saying, okay, what if her stuff is pristine, crispy, clean, and all that kind of stuff? You'll see it in her demeanor. You you can always tell how somebody treats somebody else's stuff. Um, you know, you have people out there who are will tear up their own stuff and treat somebody else's better than their own. Right. But you also have people who treat their own stuff uh, very like very selfishly. I was just gonna very self centrically. You will be able to pick those things up. You got to watch for those things. And that's the thing. If that is important to you, that is not, it's not to say that they can't be, um, I don't want to use the wrong word. It's not to say that that can't change <laughs> down the line. However, if early on you begin to notice those things, know right away that you're like, you know what? She's not going to be good for me because I need somebody that has the same level of vested interest in themselves as they do me. Because as a partner in life, as a marriage partner, I need to know that, listen, Kenyon gets 100% of me and I would protect him with my life and vice 100. versa. 100% and vice versa. If if Kenyon ever felt like I'm going to withhold from him in order to make sure I'm secure but not secure him, that already creates a deficit in the relationship. And if that's what's important to you, then you need to learn that right now so you know you know what? You're not a bad person. You're just not good for me. And right. keep it moving. You just That's how you avoid the heartbreak. You keep it moving. Right. We were Listen, Takara and I were so, so boldly and blatantly clear that at the very beginning it was like, listen, I'm not I'm not even trying to, you know, 
make any kind of sudden moves. And if it don't work, it don't work. I'm I'm not really trying the relationship thing, but it, it just happened that our conversation and friendship grew in a way that it was like, I recognize you. I recognize her because I already had in my head what I knew that I wanted. Now, mm-hmm. in order, um, man, in order to know um, what you want, in order to have her down, there's one thing you also got to know. You got to know yourself. Right. Um, you can't look. You can't just look for what might feel good to you emotionally and not know yourself. That's where we see uh, men in a lot of relationships where they're looking to be fed in a way that that fulfills them and they find their meaning in her. Mm-hmm. They find their meaning in, 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 in the woman and they don't understand and then they lose their meaning when she's gone. You can't do that. What happens in that case is that you will put you, the whole context of your manhood on her shoulders and expect her to carry it and then you're upset when yes. she decides not to mm-hmm. you're upset when she decides to be seen as her you're upset when she decides to be uh be who she is and be great at who she is and you will f- that's where we get a lot of competition in marriages that's where we get a lot of threatening like i feel threatened by you type Absolutely. thing in marriages because that breeds insecurity if you're going in not knowing who you are then everything around you you're going to receive as a message to tell you who you are Does mm-hmm, that makes sense mm-hmm. okay so and that leads us to number three how do i heal how do I heal? Now, I had to write this down because I wanted to make sure that we were real clean on that. Uh, yes, it is, Judy. It is a lot of weight. Um, males have a different pain, different kind of pain. We've mm-hmm. talked about women dealing with pain, the pain of rejection, uh, the pain of not feeling like they're enough, the pain of pouring into someone and nurturing it and expecting it to grow and it didn't grow and that pain of failure and the things that women go through. Men have a different type of pain. And our our pain is associated with weakness. Um, At our core, we're fixers and securers. We we either gotta fix it or we hold on to it, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we work on what we consider as ours or we hold on tight to what we consider as ours. Mm -hmm. That's how we deal with it. Yes. And so when we cannot keep what's ours we immediately go to a place where we feel like we're not strong enough to keep what's ours or we're not able enough mm-hmm. and so we immediately associate ourselves or a part of ourselves in weakness it's not it's, it's partial accountability but it's not really accountability it's calling ourselves out we call ourselves out in our ego and we feel weak in it Okay, and that's where you get a lot of men who's trying to go out there and put notches on their belt or trying to regain their strength in relationships. And when a um, a weak man enters into a relationship Mm -hmm. or a man who perceives himself as weak because he's been broken by a relationship and enters into a new relationship, what ends up happening is he ends up uh, uh, being acting strong. But that strong is expressed through his fear of his weakness. Mm. And that's the reason why she 
no matter what she does to feed him, to try to secure him, say, babe, you the man, blah, 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 blah. That's the reason why it doesn't work. And the, because he sees his weakness. And as a matter of fact, the more she does it, the more he disrespects her because he sees and feels his own weakness subconsciously. And, she, and to him, he either hates himself or excuses himself for his weakness. You see what I'm saying? And so he's going to, he disrespects her. How can you love somebody like me? Or I'm just going to be who I am because I'm just weak like that. And so he calls it, uh, he calls it his nature, which is wrong, but this is his perception by working through that piece of weakness. That's something that you got to understand. Go ahead, babe. No, I was just going to say, and as women, listen, one of the, you said something yesterday. It was so good to somebody, but one of our fatal flaws in these situations is that we will see you in this state and we will see your hurt. You will not even be able to articulate your hurt to us, but right. we will be able to see and read all through that hurt because we felt it before. And so what we do is we make your brokenness our purpose. Exactly. And so we will, yeah, good. we will go, oh, well, you said it. We will go all in. We will go all in trying to secure you and make sure that you don't feel like she made you feel. We will do everything in our power to make sure that we can build you up. We will cook for you. We will love on you. We will love on you. We will do mm. everything in our power. And at the end of the day, you will end up breaking us down to the degree or even lower than what you are currently broken because you have not properly dealt with that pain. And please just let me help you with this. She would be so much better of a woman for you if you waited and allowed her to be where she's at until you got yourself together. If you see she's a good woman, if you see that she's trying and she wants to help you work through this, recognize that right now, sweetheart, now is not the time, but I appreciate who you are in this. Step away and follow this man's advice right here. And, and that's so powerful because I think one of the things, one of the big things, I mean, I was, I was already through whatever I was going through, but yeah. when we met, we laid everything on the table and we just made it plain and simple. If it don't Absolutely. work, it don't work. We're moving on this because I'm not. And the, the, the key is, is knowing yourself in that. But how do you get, how do you get through that? Because we've been telling women, you know, Hey, listen, that's not your job. So men are like, well, well, how do I do this? So they yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Because men are not, we, we understand, many of us, many of the ones who's been reaching out, understand that, uh, okay, if there's something I got to do, well, tell me, because I don't know what it is I got to do. Here's the thing. Men look for tools. Mm -hmm. See, women nurture to see, watch something grow, but men look for tools to see what's being fixed. And so men will sit back in, their, in the lab and they'll say, okay, I need that tool, I need that tool, I need that tool. So let's talk about some tools that's going to help you get through this. I'm going to tell you some, I'm going to tell you three main tools that really helped me get through something like that. Let me, and, and just a, as a past result, I've, I have been broken. Um, I have been, you know, cheated on, whatever the case may be. It is, and and what I do, the reason why I, I I downplay what she did because what she did has nothing to do with me. Um, I I acknowledge the uh, accountability, or I'm accountable for the part that I played uh, in the dysfunction. But someone else's decision is not mine. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yes. And yes, so yes. let's let's go through these, and I and I'll show you what I mean. This first one. I call it a man healing lesson, right? Man healing lesson number one 
And once I, it took me a minute to get this, but once I got this, I was free. When I say I was free, listen. Yeah. Listen, I was free. I was free to reject. I was free. I, I didn't. It's not that I didn't care, but I didn't have a care in the world because now I didn't have to prove anything. Watch this. You can only hold somebody type this out. You can only hold what wants to be held. Mm. You can only hold what wants to be held. That's a healing point. That's a healing point for us men because we're looking for tools. This is a tool. You can only hold what wants to be held. You could be a um, you'll never be strong enough to keep someone who doesn't want to be kept. Right. That is not a reflection of your strength. That's a reflection of their decision. Yes. You can be accountable for the part that you played in your dysfunction. And the dysfunction of the relationship. I get it. I did this. I was wrong. She she bounced on me. I get it. But you have to separate her decision from your worth. And you have to separate her behavior from your strength. Yes. That does not reflect you. Man, I'm telling you, once you get that, once you get that, you could be free. Because here's the thing. You can't control them. Exactly. We can't control them. I think um, we've been trying to utilize the whole submission thing in order to control and keep them in a place that keeps us secure. Yes. But the reason why we have to be told to submit to one another, that means both of us, the reason why we have to be told to submit to one another because there's a choice not to. And you have to honor that choice, especially while dating. Now, married, that's a different story. But yeah, you still got to honor. You can't hold them captive. You can't hold them hostage. But the idea is, is that that is their choice. So many men, I was watching a video today. It was crazy. So many men lose their cool because they lose control of her actions, her mouth, her mind. You know, oh, so you're not on my side. Oh, so you're going to take their side. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I've been there. I get it. I get I get the understanding of all of that. But you can't control her. Once you are freed from that, once you are free to let her be, then whoever she be, you will be more thankful for, even if she not be for you. <laughs> Listen. Because when she is for you, you're like, that's her choice. Thank you. I'll choose you too. When she's not for you, that's your choice. Thank you. I'll move on. And the relationship It's not going to be that easy, but you understand what I'm saying? Go ahead. Absolutely, but the relationship runs so much more fluidly. Is that a word? Fluidly? Yeah, it's a word. It, it, Keep using it. The relationship <laughs> runs so much more fluidly because there is that choice. There is that choice there. And every day Kenyon chooses me and every day I choose him. And so every day we act out our choices and how we treat one another Yeah. every single day. If there was ever a point where I started to act like I was no longer choosing Kenyon, Kenyon has two options, accept that as a choice or begin to fight and hold on to me and squeeze me so tight that he suffocates the life out of the relationship. Absolutely. And so when you find yourself trying so hard to hold on to something that does not want to be kept, you're honestly creating a, what they call a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Right? When you're going, well, cause all they're going to do is try to fight more and more to get away from you at that point. 
when you can honor someone's choice that does not want to be kept, like Kenya said, it will free you up to then find someone who chooses you. We got a whole Facebook uh, messenger and all of this uh, <laughs> chat right now full of wonderful women who would be happy to receive a man who would treat her as well as you know how to treat a lady in time. Just saying. Absolutely. And, and men, check this out. Understand this. Leadership is sexy. I was talking about the consistency. I was talking about the honesty. I was talking about the dependability. I was talking about the stability. All that means leadership. Yes. Leadership is sexy to women. All right. You have to begin to walk in leadership and she may follow. But if she don't, you got to keep walking anyway. Mm -hmm. That's what leaders do. And so that's what we have to do as men. Hey, listen, I'm going this way. As long as you know where you're going. And and you've kicked the vision to her. Yes. <laughs> as long as she know, as long as she know where you're going in a relationship, where you're going in life, where you're going in your ambitions, or whatever the case may be, she's gonna go with you. All right. And as long as you stay consistent in that momentum, she's gonna go with you. But if she doesn't, you have to be so steadfast, so stable, so consistent, so mm. dependable that you're gonna get there even without her. So that's the first lesson. Understand? And wait, wait, uh -huh. wait. As a leader, with you consistently walking in that direction, walking in the direction of, of the goal that you've outlined, walking in the direction of, um, you know, the, the foundation that you've laid and you're saying, hey, this is where I'm going. If you don't go, don't hinder me. Right. Trust me. I'm going to be with my little Baptist finger chasing right on after you. Okay, here I come. Okay. Like, it's, it is so sexy to see my man saying, listen, here's where I'm going. I am walking this out here because he's confident. He's sure of himself. He's securing who he is. And listen, if you're not going to come, trust me, I'm going to be all right. All of a sudden, you got five, six, seven of them jokers running up after you trying to see where you're going. Well, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a different and I'm, I'm glad you said confident there's a difference in the strength and fear and strength and confidence if you project strength out of fear that becomes insecurity because you're in fear of losing what you think you may not be able to hold on to yes but if you project strength and confidence whether you whether it holds on to you or not you're still going to move forward and you're going to still be just as strong you can't hold on to what doesn't want to be held mm. okay that's the Amen. first lesson the second man healing lesson or the second tool I have for you. This right here also changed my life because I had to step back. As I stepped back, I began to um, look at me in a mirror. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, and, I, and, and if you've ever been in a, a DM or a PM with me as a man, most men knew, know this, I will eventually come to this point in the conversation. Know thyself. You have to learn yourself. Right. Okay. Here's the reason why you have to learn yourself, my man. Because what she did did not only hurt you, but you believed it about you. Mm. You believed her behavior about you. Now, it goes a little bit deeper for men because what happens is when a woman does something like that to us, we feel disrespected. Not only did we feel disrespected, but we let her so in, so close, so vulnerable in our yard. She let somebody else in our yard to pee on our tree. Yes. That was upset. That that yes. that will get folks hurt. You understand what I'm <laughs> you saying? You want to cuss so bad? <laughs> Ooh, you want to cuss so bad right there? 
So we feel we feel absolutely disrespected. Mm-hmm. And even if we know we good dudes or we know that we're strong, we know that we're masculine men, we know that there's some man or some person out there who who has claimed the right to disrespect us. And we really want to squash that. But if you know who you are, no amount of other people's uh, actions can change right. what you think about yourself. The, no amount of other people's actions can change what you know about yourself. And when I say know who you are, we're talking about mentally, physically, spiritually. Spiritually, it's going to automatically lead you to the creator because you're going to realize how and why he created you in a general position, in a biblical position, and actually your purpose. Then you're going to go into your attributes. You're going to go into your character. What is my character today? I knew when I looked at myself, I was gut level honest. I didn't like my character fully but I was willing to rearrange and change it. Yes. And we'll talk about that as a third point. Yep. But I looked at my character. I looked at who I was. I looked at my vision. Mm-hmm. I looked at um, my um, ambitions. Um, what de- what Where really was I going to go? What really was I going to do? Because you guys have to understand that when I lost her, I lost everything. At, uh, within about a month, my job laid me off at the same time. And it was the one job that I had prayed for that I always wanted, right? Yeah, so you got to understand the level of disappointment that was many, many, many moons ago. But the idea was it laid me out. And I had to not let these situations dictate who I was. My strengths, I had to be stronger. My weaknesses, I had to shore them up. Uh, my attributes, my blessings, my gifts, all the different things that make up who Kenyon Martin is, I had to look at. And what needed to be fixed and worked on, I did, but there was nobody. Now, after during this and after this, there was nobody who could tell me who I was. It wasn't like I was all that. Right. I wasn't arrogant. Well, yes, he was. I was, okay. okay so so I, I did go through an arrogant period. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. I did go through an arrogant period, but I had to in order to say, hey, I love me. Women do go through a self-love process, right? right? Women go through that process of nourishing themselves or whatever. We got to go through that learning process. This is who I am. This is me. Okay? Absolutely. One thing, and I and I will say this, and this is honestly to your credit, babe, as a man um, and even as a father, um, you couldn't let it define you. You couldn't let it dictate who you were going to be even in the future. One thing that I've noticed about you even now is that you had kids, you had three boys looking at how you handled that who are now young men. Right. And one thing that I can I can honestly say, um, even though they're not, you know, they're they're my bonus kids. So I see these young men and every single last one of them, no matter what they go through with their daddy, they know that when the going gets tough, they know they're going to call their dad. They know he's going to pray and they know he's going to give them some sound advice. But also, I truly and honestly believe they saw him go through that and they saw him triumph through that the way that a man should. And I honestly think it elevated their perspective of how a man is supposed to get through adversity because of how he did that. And I don't feel like his boys would be able to come to him if they did not see that right there in you I, as well. Well, I appreciate that. I guess there was a, there's a level of strength that they did get a chance to see. And they got a chance to see some failures too. They did. I always, I always made it clear to my sons. And if you have children out there, young uh, men, um, and you've gone through this and you have children uh, with someone else who you're not with, I always made it clear to them that this is not how it's supposed to happen. Right. That this is not the way it's supposed to be. And my goal is to, number one, make it right 
as far as who I am right now, but also show and 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 help others get through the same process. Absolutely. Um, I allow. I did not allow my my fall to be my failure. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or to call me a failure. I just allowed it to be my testimony. And so my goal was to make sure that everybody, and it has to be pragmatic. This is not so, I mean, everybody, listen, prayer goes without saying. If we don't mention prayer in this whole thing, it's only because it goes without saying. The 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 work, we still have to do the work. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Okay. So I had to learn myself. That's so very important. Man, know yourself. Once you know yourself, I'm telling you, that's one of the it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. Number three um, is the man healing lesson. I don't know why I call it. That's so corny. The tool is <laughs> growth. Yeah. Women nurture, men fix. Two uh, fixed things. Two sides of the same coin. Women pour in to watch something grow, but men pull away, pull with tools that they can use, and they'll get in their garage and they'll put something together. So when you get in the lab on yourself, begin to grow. Don't just look at who you are. Look at who you want to be. A better man, mm. a better husband, a better brother, a better son, a better father, a better friend, a better servant, a better person. Yeah. I'm telling you, you, when you begin to grow in all the different areas, look around you and look at what you want to be. That's going to create a vision. Once you get a vision of how you want to be, you will get a vision of your purpose and where you're going to be. I'm telling you, I'm t- I'm, it's, just, it's just something that I know from experience. It's not just, you know, you know, I theoretically put up these points. This is something I know from experience. If you don't grow, you will stay stagnant where you are. Yes. Stagnant water is where things die. You can grow. You are better. You, you're all, is all, you always have a chance to be a better man. A woman will never change you. We preach it to them all the time. Stop trying to change them because a woman can't change you. You can't change for a woman because right. if you change for her, that's a condition in which if after you have her or after she's gone, you won't maintain that change. Mm-hmm. You must change for you. And once you change and grow for you, there's no there's nobody who could take that away from you. Nobody. Now, there's things in addition to that to help you. Number one, get a mentor. It doesn't have to be a close mentor, although I would recommend, but it could be a distant mentor. Men who you see that you trust, their lifestyle and credibility. One thing about men, one thing about us is that we we will watch people and observe people and we won't mess with nobody until we know that they got it. Exactly. We And that's exactly how I am. There are certain people who I will not mess with because I don't trust them. And I, I'll never, I don't care how good the they, title they, says they you They portray. Are. Exactly. I don't, because I, I know how to watch well, it, it is, is my gift and this is my profession, but I know how to watch and discern character and, and behavior I don't, and, and behavior and behavior. Right. But but brothers, you know, you men, you know who you will and won't mess with. You know that. So right? so who are some men then that you would recommend? Um, oh, OK. That, for, that, that they look at. So for me, from a distance, uh, uh, Jason Wilson is a man. Yes. Jason Wilson is from the cave of Agilon. If, if you if you if, if you under if, if he's the um he does martial arts but he also teaches on how to be healthy he's been out there in healthy streets. masculinity healthy masculinity yes uh jason wilson is one of them my pastor joel gregory um 
I just love that guy. Yeah. He's a man's man. Yeah, I, he's I a like... former NFL chaplain. So he's been out there with the hard dudes. Right. Um, but he's also a man uh, of good leadership uh, and a man of family. I always, you know, we joke and we're like, he's the husband's pastor. Yeah, because absolutely. I have never met a man under Joe Gregory who did not want to be a better man and then in turn want to be a husband or a better husband. I, listen, I just know he walks softly, but carries a big stick. He means what he says and he says what he means. And I believe my pastor got hands. I'm not trying to challenge anybody, but I'm just saying I, I believe he got hands. <laughs> he from Detroit. <laughs> he got hands. Um, his best friend, um, uh, Bishop George Davis. George Davis is a good one. Bishop George Davis, a great man man he's he's a wonderful man um some old school cats uh well Vody Bakum have you if you if anybody's ever heard of Vody Bakum V O D D I E that's the first name B as in Bravo A U C H U M I believe yeah. Yeah. if you start looking him up on on uh YouTube I don't know him personally I just don't know him personally but he's one man that I started listening to I was like oh yeah yeah I need that that gut punched me. I needed I needed mm -hmm, to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, um, Piper. Uh, oh yeah, John Piper. John He's Piper. A good one. John yeah. Piper is a pastor. It, you'll find that I'm I I um I I I'm drawn towards pastors because my life I need my life to be in line with God. So I draw I I am drawn towards pastors. That's that's my ambition. That's my thoughts. But also I have a friend. I also have a friend one good friend you need at the very minimum one good friend someone who you could be open with someone who you could be vulnerable with someone who won't shut you up and say man up but someone who actually will empathize with you in a sense that 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 will that will affirm your masculinity um and an accountability partner because when you stop doing certain things you're going to want to uh you're going to have want to replace that and that account accountability partner is going to help you and doing that, someone you can call and say, hey, look, I slipped up. Uh, that won't judge you um, and just help you get back on the right way. But that's also emotionally mature. Absolutely. I think it's one thing to have a friend that's going to co-sign whatever you do and be like, hey, man, forget her. Yeah. She'll about it anyway. And da, 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 da. But, but to have a man, like my husband has at least one or two good friends that what they can talk to and just, just, I mean, call each other on the carpet about some stuff. They can help each other see things differently. They can help each other look at things a different way if they weren't seeing it before. And it's invaluable as a man to have that because even the Bible says a man who listens to his own counsel is a fool. Right, right. You can't listen to yourself. You can't listen to yourself all the time because what you begin to do is co-sign negative thoughts about your people in your circle but also yourself it's so easy to get arrogant it's so easy to be prideful especially for us because we can we we we're, we i'm not saying ladies are not logical but we are naturally we have naturally a frame of thought where we could justify things and it'd be so sound in our head that it's the real deal yeah and and we'll be okay with that voice yeah by itself and 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 i that's one of the things i had to break away from and it's really hard I, I got two accountability partners right now and i i don't even call them like i should and i appreciate them i thank you um who you are you know who you are but the idea is is that you need someone who you can be accountable with um my wife is i, I stay accountable to my wife because she's my wife um she's first and foremost in priority 
but outside of her, I need someone who can like say, hey, listen, I get it. I got the same testosterone you got. Let's talk about this. Right. You see Absolutely. What I'm Absolutely. That's very important. So I hope I hope I answered his questions because healing, I know it didn't sound really um, like the way we talk about healing when it comes to women, but healing for men, are we carry our wounds differently. And, you know, we want we're in the we're in the battlefield and we're out there, you know, just taking a swig of the alcohol and it's sewing up our own flesh. And that's mm. kind of how we do it. So it's good to have the right kind of tools um, to in, in order to do that. And if I could go through them one more time, the tools are one, um, what you can't hold on to what does not want to be held, release it so that you're not identified or reflected by it or you don't feel weak because it has it said you weak. Don't right. believe, just like we tell them, don't believe her behavior. Number two is uh, uh, know yourself. Be gut level honest with who you are from A to zinc, from head to toe, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, to the inside of your soul. Be gut level honest. If I mean, if, if, if you foul, you foul, but identify that and don't justify that. Understand that you want to be yes. something a little bit different and then grow from that. That's Number good. three is you want to grow. As you do this, I'm telling you, your mind will slowly remove from that incident and you'll be able to look back and say, I'm not that kid. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. And nine times out of 10, she's going to try to find you. <laughs> and you're going to be, you're going to, you're, you're going to be very tempted to, you know, just take a piece because, you know, to prove I win, don't do it. I'm telling you because it'll, it'll throw you back three or four spaces. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. Don't do it. Um, but you become someone totally different. You become a better version of you, a bigger version of you. And definitely, 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 none of this can be done without the Holy Spirit. None of this can be done without God. Get to praying. Get to reading. Start, start with the book of John. The book of John is always a good book to start with. Mm -hmm. um, and then go into a, a letter of John. And then I will go from to Luke and then to Acts. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Martins podcast, recorded live on social media and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Now, we can't grow without you, so help spread the love. Wherever you found us, rate, like, share, and leave a review. We are grateful to you and appreciate you in advance. Do you have a question for us? Then visit askthemartins.com ask us your question or ask for a friend once again thank you for tuning in to ask the martins podcast we hope you enjoyed the program